0: Actually, hold on. Let me let me make it go live. One second, I'm gonna make it go live. Uh, go live. Uh, Do you
1: have like people listening in or no? Uh,
0: not until I send the link out. Uh, go live. Let me get the. Okay, so it's connecting. We're on air. Let me get the link. Uh, copy the link. Okay. Let me send that to the. Uh, what you call it? Send that to my No Agenda social account. That is my cool. social media account
1: no agenda
0: we're live yeah it's my favorite podcast
1: (laughs) is it your podcast no who does that podcast
0: uh adam curry and john c Dvorak.
1: adam curry i think i've heard of him there's another guy named bill something that i've been watching he's really funny
0: you have to find that guy and send him to me let me go live let me let me roll the intro and then we'll go from there right yeah okay go on now Okay, we're live. Uh, this, is, this is one of, okay, so last episode I did was a live episode, and this is the second live episode, and I'm trying to do a consistent schedule, being every Friday at around 3 o'clock uh, my time, which is Pacific time, but I got my brother on the podcast today. Say hi.
1: Hi. My there name is Caleb. Is. I'm on Mountain Time, so I'm an hour ahead.
0: You're an hour ahead. Yes. Oh, one second. Lorenzo, get in bed now bro no we, you didn't get in bed right now
1: we love that the raw Go.
0: material that we need see that's podcast. one of those things that's probably going to get cut out of the podcast out in bed now <laughs> i don't want to say it again and close my door oh this kid oh discipline well, up, he wants a open. <laughs> yes yes i have a jingle for that i just don't have it on here loaded it's so you know how I said- Oh my god. No, not that. There's, let me see <laughs> if I can find it. Hold on, let me see if I can find this. Uh, whoopin' is the title of it. Whoop. Do I have it? Oh, I don't have it. I had it. Oh no. How, I do, How does you it ready? go? Do your best, okay. Okay. Oh, gross. Is that it? No, that's your phone.
1: Amber alert? Oh my god, shut up. You don't that? turn those off? Uh, an 80 year old male. Oh Anyway. Okay, here, let was... me play
0: this for you so you can hear it. <laughs> okay. You ready?
2: Yeah. Get out there and whoop Obama's behind the
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> It goes a little bit longer. I made that my ringtone for my phone for a little bit. It's from the No Agenda show.
1: Why is that actually kinda of dope i actually like that
0: (laughs) it is kind of dope the people who produce the no agenda show are just top notch it's like thousands and thousands of people that listen they'll send in clips like i asked you to do before we started going live uh they'll just make something and send it into the show and they'll use it like all the time it's crazy
1: i love that i feel like for this podcast you know we should have like little clips from like cartoon episodes (laughs) because they always say the most craziest shit like i was watching okay we're starting a conversation i was watching um some cartoons on YouTube. I only work like four hours a day. Amazing World of Gumball. Yes. Um, and basically like, you know how they like slip in like adult jokes in yes. cartoons all the time. Well, so there's this character, named name's Gumball. I don't know if you've seen the show, but he's like a blue cat and he's like looking for someone and he's looking through his neighbor's houses for this person and it's late at night and there's one of these characters, he's a banana and he's really like, He's really cringy, but he's a banana. Yes. And um, he's on a laptop and Gumball opens the door and he shows him like looking at like someone peeling open an orange. <laughs> <laughs> and so he opens he's like, his mouth just drops and then like he slowly awkwardly closes the door while he's sweating. And I'm like, what the hell is that supposed to be?
0: <laughs> what do you think it's supposed to be? <laughs> Something
1: pretty bad.
0: Yes. That is the idea behind most of these shows. It's great. <laughs>
1: But it's honestly, it's like, it's like regular show. I don't know if you've you've seen regular show. It's like the most irregular show on the planet. They just have like all these dirty innuendo jokes.
0: (laughs) No, we talked about this uh, yesterday and I have not seen the regular show. I should, but I haven't.
1: Oh yeah. I almost disowned you as my brother, but yes.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, but you know, you know how it goes. You know how it goes.
1: Being a dad. You need to watch those cartoons with your kids. You need to get them on the level so that you can be on the level. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, on the level. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I think I think our levels are uh, edited just right. So I wanted to uh, go into some of the topics I had in mind, just because uh, every week I'll set up a bunch of stuff and put a a note on one of my note taking apps to talk okay. about certain things that just kind of come into mind. And this is something. So this is something okay. I've been thinking about how I'm supposed to organize my podcast like how am i going to organize this to where it's my own podcast what is my podcast all about Mm -hmm. and my idea for my podcast is that it is a conglomeration of everything that i run across so i'm like the filter the funnel and filter for everything that's out there that other people might not be accustomed to or either don't have time to listen because i make i make these life decisions bro like if, if I'm going into a new job or something, if that yeah. job doesn't afford me the opportunity to listen to podcasts, I'll deny the job, even if oh, wow. it might be more financially stable than mine. And that's just my, my own shortcomings, I guess you can call them. It's but that's just my own.
1: Too.
0: Yeah, yeah priorities. Sense. There you go. So I listen to tons of podcasts, tons of videos. I mean, like the three hour, four hour long ones. If it's something that I'm trying to get a nugget of information, I might do 1.5 or two times speed but Uh not very often. Sometimes uh, most of the time I'll just listen at regular speed because might as well. That's how they made it. That's how they intended it. That's how I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Well, I, I have just clips on clips on clips that I downloaded and I I showed you a few of them and I have a special clip making system on my iPhone, which is another reason why I'll never leave the iPhone until Android comes up with something better. Um, but Here's, here's something that I wanted to get into right away. It's my okay. tip of the day section of the show and it is a life hack. And I'm gonna play that for you uh, right here. Um, this was a tip more than a use, but it works really good. If you're gonna paint them, a lot of people like to paint them for decor. I didn't put this one up there, but a lot of people like to use them for light shades. Ah, that's not my cup of tea. That's why I didn't put it on the list. But if you're gonna paint them, make sure you paint them with something like Krylon paint. Krylon is a plastic-type paint, and what it does is it kind of slightly etches the plastic. It has a chemical reaction so that if you spray it on quickly, it's hard to explain, but it kind of eats its way into the plastic without damaging it, and it really holds well. If you ever need to paint plastic, especially milk crates, use Krylon paint for it. So that that's from a podcast called Tool Man Tim, and the dude has, uh, he had an episode a while ago called, I think, 88 Reasons to Love the Five-Gallon Bucket. Amazing mm. podcast. I got so many ideas out of that for the business that um, I'm planning on getting into uh, after I'm done with the job that I'm currently doing.
1: Is it like a carpentry business?
0: Uh, it's its a restoration company, but I'm going to be running the construction side since I'm more construction-minded okay. after I get the restoration side on its feet because I know how to do that too. And. Cool. Uh, well yeah claude's like your brother he's just like wow like come on so
1: (laughs) (laughs) your your whole personality is having too many hobbies
0: I. dude (laughs) (laughs) and they're not even hobbies they're attempted hobbies because i've never taken anything to the full extent of being considered a hobby other than podcasting
1: Mm. well i mean that's that's cool because that should be like what your podcasts are about trying things. Cause that's basically what you do. That you know is. I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's cool.
0: Well, I have like episodes in here called ideas I had, and I just put those into, uh, into the full episode. Like I'm not going to just put out a five minute episode anymore. An eight minute episode of me ranting about some idea I had. I'm just going to put that in a section of the one to one and a half hour podcast that I release every Friday from now on. If that's the, the way I can make it work. And I'll just put in a section that's on an idea that came to me. Uh, Like, I think the last one I had was a a water collection system that would would incorporate a couple different technologies. So, like, it would incorporate a temperature sensor to see how hot the water is in a water heater that's attached to the water collecting system that comes off the top of a house. And it would be a gravity-fed water collection system that would have a natural filter based on bedrock and sand and certain types of minerals that would naturally filter the water. And this would be...
1: Did you say bedrock? I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I
0: did say bedrock. Yes. (laughs) Bedrock. (laughs) Who sings that song?
1: I don't even know.
0: I I forgot. (laughs)
1: Okay. Out of my mind. It's gone.
0: Okay. And what it would do is it would filter all that. So you could basically drink this water that comes off the roof of this, whatever building you're putting it on. And my idea was when I get a house, I want to build the kids a clubhouse and I want it to be, you know, fairly sized, not some garbage little clubhouse like we had when we were kids. I mean, like a really nice sized clubhouse that has basically a room, a kitchenette, and a living area, essentially. It, it'd basically be like a mother-in-law unit, but I'm calling it a clubhouse. And it would have like full-on plumbing and everything. So if they needed to clean up in this place, they could use the water from the water collection system versus pumping new plumbing out to this external uh, structure.
1: Okay. I love how how you say you like garbage clubhouse that you had when you were a kid dude mom and dad made that clubhouse for you guys that was bad freaking ass
0: dude especially when you're a kid dude it is like it was the coolest thing we ever had like it was one of the coolest things we ever had but when you look back at it you're like man that thing was kind of trash
1: yeah but kids i feel like i miss being a kid i was a lot more like happy with and content with things you know
0: (laughs) you know i have a thought about that i have a thought about that Okay, I'm gonna go into this just a little bit. Um when you're when you're a kid, you don't have I don't wanna say pressures, but that's kinda the idea. You don't have these pressures of and I'm gonna say society because it's a a popular buzzword. Society. But, <laughs> yeah, we live in a society. We but, live
1: in a society. <laughs> but
0: but the whole point is you have these these when you're a kid you don't have all this outside influence pushing in on you saying well it could be this much better or it could be that much better even your parents when they say it could be better you don't think of that you think of wow look at this amazing thing that you made for me it's perfect the way it is
1: yeah
0: your standards are just that much lower you know (laughs) i mean because but then it's also because you haven't seen an experience even though when we were kids we we experienced a lot of things we we went out and we on our vacations, we saw tons of craftsmanship in all these fancy churches that we would go to. We saw tons of cool things as far as, excuse me, um, like really extravagant buildings that we would go visit when we would go to Oregon and California. But you don't see it as, look at the craftsmanship. You look at it as, wow, this is a new experience. When you get older, you think, look at the craftsmanship. You think, look at, wow, someone put a lot of time into this because now you realize time is short and you put a lot of time into things. So your perspective shifts. And now mm-hmm. you look at things like, well, this could be so much better because look at how much uh, time I'm thinking. This is my uh, thought process. I'm thinking, Yeah. you think that because time is short, you want the best bang for your buck for what you're investing into something, anything, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, whether it's time or money that you're investing, you're investing something and you want the best bang for your buck in that investment. So you, you have higher standards in that regard.
1: Yeah, but there's also that's it's also like a double-edged sword. Like I feel like now that I'm an adult, um, especially with this new job, like I feel like I have so much like too much free time to where it's dangerous. Like that I'm not doing anything with my time. So yeah, you're right. Like when you see somebody putting in time into something, you're like, wow, that's that's crazy. And but then you also I feel like we also find discontentment in ourselves is why we can't find contentment in things. Yes. It, yes. You know because we're not able to. Assert ourselves to put ourselves into like to do something, uh, what the society would say is valuable or creative or beautiful, and we're just chilling at our home watching Netflix. So, we're basically like we're surviving on others' creations while others are thriving on their own, you know.
0: Well, it's a consumer creator, uh, society, exactly yeah you're either the consumer or you're the creator, and if you're going to be the creator, either people will fawn over you because you do something that just wows them or you're going to do something that's so out there that no one can really understand what even is this, and they're going to just stay away from you and that's i'm I'm tiptoeing on the balance with this podcast of that.
1: Yeah, no, but I know it's like it's also like it's it's so short-lived too, like the whole time, everything with time too. Um, like a creator can only be famous for so long,
0: you know? Well, which creator are you referring to with that statement?
1: Uh, just, you know, social media influencers, they feel like they're on top of the world, but like in a day they can lose their whole career. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of like for a lot of people, you kind of have to walk on eggshells
0: too. So, well, my question is, which social media influencers or influencers are you talking about? Because there's some that have that issue and it's because of the platform that they're on because like TikTok will artificially exactly. inflate a lot of your stuff just to make you seem like you're more popular than you are, even in your own mind. Like a lot of these likes, you don't even have to pay for them. A lot of these likes, even the ones that show up in your feed and your for you, for you page, they'll be a, an artificial number for you to say wow that guy's famous let me check out some more of his stuff and it just keeps you engaged it's all algorithmic it's all nonsense
1: exactly like that's what i thought like since the beginning of it i'm like i mean on some videos yeah like i won I, my biggest video i think i've ever gotten on tiktok i had like a hundred thousand comments and like i would just read them throughout the day like i thought it was funny and they were all like different and i was like this seems fake to me you know so like i'd see like try to see if there's like double comments of the same one there never was but then again i'd see other videos that were so i feel like yeah it's definitely like um tiktok is one of the biggest is tiktok what i was trying to say earlier is tiktok yeah it is one of the biggest like fake fame kind of uh time wasters that a lot of creators have an issue with um and it's, I don't know, there's so much, there's so much about it. I, I don't know, I, I kind of just don't want to, I'm kind of like, I don't want to live in a world where I have to have everybody watching everything that I do. For the sake of people seeing me, you know, I'd rather be known for something better. You know what I
0: mean? Yes. And I think your art is a good position to be in for that. You're, you're honing in on that skill. That's something that you're that separates you from the, the regular folk where you're thinking I'm going to be this person. That's a creator. This is going to be essentially my legacy, whether it's just art that you do for you to enjoy yourself. And that's your own value proposition. You're putting your own, your own, you're putting your art on your own value hierarchy. I'm using these words cause I'm heavily influenced by Jordan Peterson. He's got a clip coming up here, but mm-hmm. it's, I'm, heavily influenced in my speech by him because everything that he says to this degree is nothing but sense. There's no nonsense there. So you're putting your art on that high tier in that value hierarchy structure where that is what you're going to focus on. And that's, what's going to separate you from the rest. You have this art that you can fall back on if nothing else.
1: Exactly. I, I hate that I've gotten to that point in my life where like, um, I'm kind of like, I don't really care if I'm famous as long as I have commissions. It's a good thing because I want to make like a business out of this someday. But um, I'm like always asking Spotify artists and stuff like that if they want me to do their cover art. I'm trying to build a portfolio as well. I just think it would be so cool um, to do stuff like that. But it's it's kind of like straining too, like to always be pushing yourself. It's like being a realtor. You know what I mean?
0: well not directly because i've never been or tried to be a realtor but i understand where you're coming from i have a question about it's all
1: commission-based for sure
0: well yeah that's that's any uh business owner or independent contractor most of their Uh stuff is commission-based and it's it's a it's not a consistent reliable paycheck that you can be sure of this is how much money is coming in every month so i can plan almost three months in advance where money will be going because you're not sure of that yeah I have a question for you about your reaching out. How do you reach out to your Spotify artists that you want to do art for?
1: So I've actually, um, so I like the music that I even like is 90% of it's all underground or like indie. So I have a few friends who create music. I've met a few famous people who create music. Um, A lot of the time, like some of my favorite artists will like my posts, like my comments, reply back, DM me. Um, like I was talking to Fog Lake, he was one of my favorite artists. He has around two million monthly listeners. On no, he has no. He had, he he had two million listeners. He has some. Of, one of his biggest songs has like I think it's either eighteen to twenty two million replays. He's he's got like a name out there. Like he says, it's his own music, though. And I I honestly like I love his music. It's kind of emo, but it's cool. um and so i posted something about him uh i was actually singing a rendition to one of his songs because i also sing Mm -hmm. and he liked my video you know he reached out and i just thought it was the coolest thing ever Uh, the brazen youth i reached out to them um i know uh, a famous singer named emily brimlow she's really awesome she's like a indie like christian singer but she's a little bit more on like the surfer girl kind of music nice um she's cool though and she knows Goth Babe. I don't know if you know Goth Babe, but Goth Babe is super cool. So, like, it's always, like, a loophole. There's always a loophole into another connection that I could go through. If I do work for someone else, it's always, like, it's beautiful. It's like a butterfly effect, but, like, in the best way. Um, I've done cover art for an entire album of my friends. He's a Christian rapper. He has, like, I think his 8,000 monthly listeners now, um, which is really awesome. And also, Russ follows him, too. So, yeah. like, I... If if I get back in my game, you know, like, commissioning is basically, like, making friends with these people. Another one of my friends is a famous lo-fi artist. He has somewhere around 12, 13,000 month, monthly listeners. His name's Lazzy Beats, and he actually makes really good music. Like, I, he's, like, a good underground lo-fi artist, too.
0: I gotta so, listen to his stuff. I love lo-fi.
1: Oh, my God. You would love his music. It's so good. And I've, I've been dying to do, like, a cover art for him. Um, so I'm probably going to here soon. Um, but yeah, dude, like I, I reach out. Um, I'm also starting to do like stickers and stuff like that. Nice comic strip stuff. Yeah. Like no stickers, like full on stickers, like for businesses, um, companies, just freelance artists that want, or YouTubers, people that just want to get some stickers out. Like basically all they do is pay for, um, like one flat fee that I do for the art. And then I ship all of the stickers that I make through Sticker App to their address.
0: Dude, so, that's a good business model. I like that.
1: It is, and I'm trying to make, make like, my own business cards as well here soon. So, dude, connections are everywhere. A coworker of mine needs me to do his uh, Twitch emotes. Um, a friend of mine at work is is uh, making a nails business. She wants me to do her business cards. Like I, any time that 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 you tell someone you're an artist, especially if you're one that's like. Uh, freelance commissioner slash graphic designer. Like you, you want as many people to know. So just like talk about your art, actually tell them what you do. Even if it's kind of like, you, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Like you do because it's businesses booming everywhere. People need artists. You know what I mean? So that's basically like my side of it. Like that's what I would say is like the life of an artist. But I'm definitely like still like a struggling college student. Like I don't make as much money anymore. So like this will push me. Like my last job, I was getting a lot more money than I do now. And um, yeah, it's, it's great because like it'll push me to actually be doing my art and doing my commissions and stuff. And I have so much free time, man. I go to work at 7 a.m. <laughs> and I, I get home at latest 11 a.m. So I have like the whole day to do my art, to do my schooling. Dude, it's freaking sick.
0: You have you have a good life for someone who's supposed to be in the commission zone, and I think exactly. because because you're a half decent artist. I mean, I would say better than that, but then again, it's there's always room for improvement. So I'm not going to say exactly. great yet, but either way, I mean, I think your art is great. You, my my uh, fountain app, the one that I told you to get for listening to podcasts, the art that you did of my face, that is my cover, my profile image for the fountain app, because I think it's just one of the better. Uh, portraits that i've seen anyone do and i'd and, like to do
1: more in the future as
0: well well there you go i'll just send you some pictures of my noggin and then we'll go from there but yes, uh what was i gonna I have say
1: this weird I, one second Claudia, you have to hear this i have this really weird envision like like visionary of the next art cover that i'm going to do for you and it's going to be like you as indiana jones in the temple of doom i don't know why i've wanted to do that for so long bro. Just, it's the mustache man it's literally killing me i
0: need to do this bro you have to do this <laughs> i need to see that that sounds amazing
1: <laughs> and we could call it something else like it would be like instead of you uncovering like a golden statue it could be like a golden microphone because it's a podcast You know, dude
2: <laughs>
0: dude that is sick i would dude i would frame that if you can make that in the highest quality pixel density whatever i would actually get that printed for like wall art as well that sounds awesome
1: it would cost you just a little bit but
0: i wouldn't mind bro that's like it's valuable i like that you see what i did there what oh you sold me you i sold
1: you (laughs) you're a salesman too bro yeah bro see like you gotta know people and that's like what I was trying to get into. And yes, I'm definitely going to do that. Cause like, that's an idea I haven't told you about. I feel like it's a good thing that I kept it for the podcast. Cause it kind of just ties everything together.
0: Oh dude. I like but, that. I like that a lot.
1: But yeah, like with anything, if you're trying to sell yourself, make, make whoever your customer is, make them feel like it's their idea. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Because initially it is their idea. You're just doing it for them. So they're paying you to help them with their ideas. Like, that's what artists, commissioner artists are there for. Like, I'm here to help build people. Like, I want uh, artists that I help with their uh, album covers. I want... um, even I'm just getting into photography here soon, too. So, like, there's so many different avenues to where you can make money, but also help other creators get on their feet. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much to it. I don't know about you. I feel like you're more of, like, an indie podcaster. I know that sounds like because you're not getting any uh monetizing from anyone as of right now and i'm not sure if you'd really want to do that well Um, the
0: the phrase you used indie podcaster is essentially an oxymoron because both of those words cancel each other out a podcaster is by definition independent hmm. the ones who have okay so the ones who have a uh, financial backing behind them some sort of uh, investor or like the BBC podcast or something like that okay. that's not a podcast by definition like we'll say we can get there's a it's whole like a
1: broadcasting radio I think it's, it's, there's a difference
0: it's literally that it's radio that they realize okay there's a market in podcasting and we can keep this stuff for posterity so we're gonna do that but as far as the the podcast itself it is just a rehashing of what's already been said on the radio most likely
1: hmm Exactly, I feel like or on TV, especially yes, like, like yes, the broadcasting ones. Like they just go over for people who don't watch TV. I feel
0: yes, no. That's you're you're exactly right with that. Now, what you said was I'm one of these podcasters who doesn't have any uh, financial backing. Technically, you're right, but technically, you're wrong because with these, I keep telling you about these new apps. There's a uh, actually this is going to lead me into something. If you want to make your final point about that because you were going to say something about that, then I'll lead me into my next segment real quick. But go ahead. You said. That I'm one of these uh, indie podcasters and that uh, that would be, you said I'm a creative and that you think that because I'm an indie podcaster and then I cut you off.
1: Oh, okay. Um, Basically, yeah, well, I'm glad that you cleared that up for me. I feel like um, there was a little bit like a lack of understanding of podcasts. Like I don't really listen to podcasts that much. I'm more of a just listening to music kind of guy. I don't watch TV really either. Um, it's, if it is, it's like Netflix or Hulu. Anyways, uh, the thing about it, I was just, I, what I've gotten out of this, these podcasts is it feels like it's like a journaling system for you to talk about things that you feel are important or things in your life. Um, I don't know where this podcast is going to go. I genuinely wish you the best. And I plan on being on more episodes if that's cool,
0: bro, you'll be Um, on plenty. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but yeah, I I genuinely want to see where this goes. I just don't, I don't know your vision. What's your, I, that's what I want to know. Like, what's your vision for this podcast?
0: Okay, so I have, I have something that, I, okay, I'm going to say what the vision is, and then I'm going to get into what I was telling you about with the financing. So if I forget, bring me back to that about the financing of the podcast. So okay, my vision for the podcast is, like I said earlier, I don't know if this was in the recording or if this was before it, but I said, I want it to be a conglomeration of everything I find on the interwebs. So if okay. I search for something and I find it and I find it to be interesting or maybe it's in my day-to-day life someone's taught me something that I didn't know before there's a good chance someone else hasn't heard that before as well so I want to share that I want to take that that knowledge base that because I have I have ADHD brain where I just focus on so many (laughs) I, I focus on so many different things at once it's almost like I'm not focusing on anything at all but everything ties in in some way or another. I'll be able to make a link between two things that there's almost no link to it. And that will it helps me be more creative too, because I can see things in a different light. I can see things in the sense that this can be used for something it's not intended for. And in that way, I've been able to have a more efficient workflow with work, with uh, podcasting, with go get doing anything or getting anything done on the computer. I'll have a more efficient workflow because I'll use mm-hmm. things that weren't designed. The way'm I'm, I'm using them, but it's it's more efficient the way I've implemented it. So I want the podcast to reflect that. I want it to show, like these clips that I bring up, the life hack for Krylon Paint. Not very many people, as far as I know, I don't know what the dude's stats are, but not that many people listen to the Toolman Tim podcast, but I think he's got some great info on a bunch of stuff. He's a handyman, and that's his whole podcast, is telling you about his struggles and his uh, successes as a handyman. So I listen. If I find a nugget, I'll save it, put it on the podcast. Then there's another one that's going to come up in a second after the financial segment on cryptocurrencies. I'm getting heavy into Bitcoin and I mean, I'm reading books on it. I just finished a book called 21 Lessons and dude, it just, it teaches you so much based off of what someone else learned. So that's Mm -hmm. what I want this podcast to be, an edumacational one without being a stuff you should know or did you know?
1: I like it because if you're going to have me on your podcast, you're definitely going to run into some controversial topics. Yeah, we were um, talking about that. The thing is, I don't believe in, like, it's not like I don't believe in it like I said. It's not, it goes against my faith or something, my religion. No, like, I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to get into cryptocurrency. I find it annoying. I find mm. it, I'm like one of those cash guys, if that makes sense.
0: You're So you're the guy who wants your money to be devalued over time.
1: I genuinely don't care. Like I know that sounds like a bad thing, but I kind of like holding on to
0: cash. something physical.
1: Something that scares me, to be honest, is like okay, like NFTs. I think are stupid. Even as Agreed. an artist, Agreed. I think it's the stupidest thing ever because you can yes. literally just screenshot it or something and say you own it. Like it's it's annoying. Like a bunch of people can own the same thing, which kind of pisses me off. Well, it's like, am I really owning it? Am I really paying for this what am i gonna get a certificate a piece of paper
0: let me it's mm. le, le, let me let me get into that real quick i'll kind of cut you off for a second do you know what nft stands for
1: um noob footlocker teammate i don't know bro
0: what no <laughs> <laughs> that was quick on the fly kind of okay yeah, nft fine. stands for non-fungible token non-fungible token means you cannot copy this no matter what you do ever now, technically, there may be a theoretical situation where you'd be able to copy it and rip it off, but it requires way too much computing power and a consensus based on multiple computers in a, uh, a chain of blocks. I'm not going to call it the blockchain because I've changed my lingo on that, but a chain of blocks need to be all changed at the exact same time, and the only way to institute that is to get consensus. And to do that based on a piece of art by an artist is stupid. To do that based on what nfts nfts are in their infancy right now they have a promise in the sense of what's called a smart contract have you ever heard of this i haven't okay a smart contract is essentially what a modern contract is right now but digital and non-fungible you cannot change it so if you make a contract with someone and so like a, a conventional one someone can say i lost my end of the contract if they're in cahoots with the banking system that you would if you're smart you would get it uh co-signed by a third party if they're in cahoots with the third party that third party can change the contract at the same time and you'll be screwed over
1: initially what is the point
0: initially the point of an nft is to prove that the technology works that's the the whole point of it and they're using it some uh baseball baseball card manufacturers are starting to release special edition nfts like you can you can own a physical or a digital copy and it's the exact same thing you can sell it for a certain amount of value because it's the only one in existence now it's a gimmick just to they prove should, that it works They should do
1: that for pokemon cards dude.
0: And, and they do i believe i believe they do but that's not the end goal of the nft in my humble opinion the in my opinion mm-hmm. the end goal of the nft is something like this and keep this in, keep this in your mind in the in your thought process imagine you have a, a home you're trying to buy and that home has a deed that deed by its pure existence of being a paper, physical copy that can be manipulated and altered in certain ways, needs to be referenced by a ledger. The ledger needs to say whether this deed has a lien on it because your home can get a lien on it. And that means that someone else owns rights to your home as well. So you can't sell it without getting them in on the pie or getting their consent or anything of this nature. Now, if you have an NFT deed, meaning a smart contract deed, now you can eliminate an entire industry that is predatory, which is the, t- the title company uh, industry. This title company's sole purpose is to charge you buttloads of cash just to make sure that your deed has no dings or dents on it when you're trying to buy something. Now, if the NFT company comes through, that's all in the public sphere. You can go onto a, uh, we'll call it a search engine for title com- for the title company or a, a, title, a title search engine, we'll call it just for sake of argument that has a record of every NFT of every deed to every house. You can look up the t- the deed to your house and see if there's a lien on it. You can see who made it, what their Bitcoin address is, what their uh, name of their business was, and anyone who had anything to do with that house in the past. And that is the point of an NFT. That is the end goal, is to have but a smart contract. What is the contract.
1: point of like, the pieces of artwork that are NFTs?
0: That's just a... It's a way to make money as an artist using NFTs as well.
1: It seems like... NFTs aren't a new thing. Like, if I'm being honest, like, I feel like, um, like, what's the difference between owning like a, uh, what's the word? Like, you know, when something becomes your property and you get like a contract for it, what's that called?
0: A contract for it? What do you mean?
1: Uh, like copyrights, you know, like for, let's say somebody writes a graphic novel. Okay. Uh huh. And somebody tries to steal the exact same character. They just intellectual the property.
0: Name.
1: Okay, something like that, right? That's basically the same thing.
0: Okay. Here's here's a, a way to conceptualize it. Say you have the Mona Lisa, and you own Sorry. it. You have, and this is just uh, easy for everyone to understand. You have the Mona Lisa, and you own it what's stopping someone from making a counterfeit because there's plenty of good artists out there who can counterfeit that and saying no this is the mona lisa
1: so many people uh, they just mimic it It exactly
0: what's the difference between them saying this is the real mona lisa and you saying this is the real mona lisa well obviously your certificate of authenticity and a trail of records that says this was mine because it came from the original owner which was freaking who was the guy who painted that da vinci
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm an artist i don't even know (laughs) That's why I'm going to college for this, dude. We're
0: stupid. The whole point is... Oh my
1: God, I want to see who did. Okay, just keep going. I'm going to see who did. Google
0: this because I need to not look like a complete imbecile. (laughs) We'll edit this out. I'm joking. Anyway, that's what an NFT is. It has a record of um, ownership. A record of ownership of whatever it was created for. So if it has a record of ownership of a deed of a house, whoever owned the house first... Is on the original ownership of that deed being the NFT deed, and then so on and so forth down the line. I was thinking you could make it even cooler to say, well, what if you have the Bitcoin address? Because I believe in Bitcoin maximalism, everything Bitcoin, everything else is, and I'm going to say it because this is the word for it. Everything else is a shitcoin, mm-hmm. and that's that's the problem here. And, and that that'll lead me. You know what? I'm going to play this clip, and you just listen to it real quick because it's. Well, actually, hold on. Before you play the clip, say.
1: Leonardo da Vinci did paint the Mona Lisa.
0: Perfect. Now we know. <laughs> there's, there's a clip. I'm going to play it. Uh, I need to kind of clip out a whole bunch because it's not necessary to hear the whole thing. Uh, just one portion of it that I want you to listen to. Let me see if I clipped out enough. I'm just going to start playing it from the... It's a four-minute clip. I'm not going to play four minutes. I'm going to play it from the two minute and 40 seconds uh, into it. Listen to this.
3: And the only people that it works for are the people who basically do it as...
0: Oh, I didn't set this up. This is about, okay, this is about cryptocurrencies and the differences between someone who's into Bitcoin only and someone who's into this uh, pump and dump uh, every other cryptocurrency other than Bitcoin. And the different people that will be into Bitcoin and the different people that will be into these other coins. Listen to the
3: rest of it. And the only people that it works for are the people who basically do it as a full-time job and get in early. And I'll just, I I know you want to get in, but I just want to add one thing. And this is why I think, yeah, this is why I think there's a cultural difference really between Bitcoiners and shitcoiners in that Mm -hmm. everybody who thinks of money as something you save in, you know, I already worked. I, you know, I'm I'm a cab driver. I'm a doctor. I'm a dentist. I'm an engineer. I did my job. I earned my money. And now I just want to keep it there so that I can have it indefinitely for the future, because that's what money does to secure me and my children. People who have that mentality get Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, I can just buy Bitcoin and nobody can print more of it. Great, I can focus on being a doctor and I don't need to be a stock picker every day of my life. I don't need to follow uh, monetary policy. I don't need to uh, follow, um, you know, commodities, markets and global geopolitics and uh, all of that stuff in order to know what to do with my portfolio. I'm just going to save in something that nobody can print and focus on being a good dentist shitcoiners, their culture, as you said, is, you know, I want to quit being a dentist because I'm going to take all of my life savings, put them in a shitcoin, and then I'm going to 100x and then quit being a dentist. There's always this idea that, you know, well, I can't just buy Bitcoin because it's not making a yield. I need something to make a yield because I need something that's going to replace me having to be a dentist because I don't want to be working. I don't want to be productive. So it's a way to get out of being productive and hit the jackpot. Whereas for bitcoiners it's a way to focus on being productive and have a place to save so i hope that kind of cleared up where and why
0: my mindset is only into bitcoin and i kind of heard the levels were a little bit quieter so i hope it comes through a little bit more leveled uh, in the final render but my
1: yeah at least on my side there you really
0: go weird. uh that that was a clip i got from the fountain podcast i want to shout out to the guy who clipped it because it wasn't my clip uh, i listened to the whole episode afterward but it's from the uh bitcoin standard podcast and it's, uh, the clip was made by Daniel Angelov. So shout out to that guy for making that clip and making it available for everyone to hear. But my uh, brother-in-laws are all about the shitcoin. They're all about it, dude. Anything that is a new coin on the market, and it's because they were stock traders to begin with. They were um, currency exchangers to begin with. So they would get a app called MetaTrader and they would trade all day long Uh, make bets on whether a certain currency would be profitable or not and they would put money against it. And it's a day trader lifestyle. You want to make it uh, a big profit right away based on something and hopefully win the jackpot and make it big and never have to work again. That is... It's kind of like gambling. It's exactly like gambling. But then there's the Bitcoiner who realizes life doesn't work like that. There's the one-off chance that you might make a whole bunch of money, but do you really value that money? Not in the same way as if you worked for it those Bitcoiners exactly you know, there you go it's the people who work for cash are the same people who work for Bitcoin they just the people who work for Bitcoin have gotten an understanding of how it works and why it's reasonable and those are the people who are going to stack as much Bitcoin as I can and they will hold on to it for as long as possible in the same way that someone used to do with their cash savings they put it in a savings account these people realize that with inflation rates your $100,000 in your savings account will be worth more like 70 and I'm I'm being kind of conservative with this number but it'll be worth more like 70 in the next 50 years by the time you retire which is just unbelievable that's a whole what $30,000 missing because someone decided to print more money and devalue your money you can't do that with bitcoin and that's the whole reason why bitcoin is better
1: okay it makes sense but i don't know it, I don't want to lead into a conspiracy. Theory. You can lead
0: into whatever you want, but before you do, I want to thank some uh, people who donated to my podcast. This brings me back into it, so I'm going to lead into the money segment real quick and I'm going to do that. So just uh, hang on to your pants for this money segment. You ready?
1: I'm holding on. Holding on. My my pants. on. <laughs>
0: And there we go. So, uh, last episode that was live, I wasn't able to pull up my Boostergrams because I left my phone to charge, and I was recording on uh, my iPad in the car in the sweltering heat, and I was pouring buckets because of it. But during that time, I was supposed to be reading a boost from Ptar. This guy's been supporting me since, I mean, I think episode 10, maybe even earlier than that. And every single new episode, he donates at least 5,000 Satoshis, at least Uh, 25,000 was the most that he's uh, supported. And 25,000 Satoshis comes out to roughly $5 in U.S. dollar uh, equivalent. But every episode, $5, it adds up. And this guy has been there for, I mean, the whole time. And he just encourages me and adds content to the show. So the content that he added for not last episode, but the one before, was a quote that he said was his all-time favorite. This was a $5,000 boost, and he says, my all-time favorite Jordan Peterson line is one of him quoting Carl Jung. It goes, that which you most need to find will be found where you least wish to look. And that's like, I mean, it's not his own quote. This isn't this dude's quote, but bringing it back to the recollection, that is a, a great piece of of what? Psychological messing you up? is." <laughs> Like I, I like that because it's like, yeah, you know, if you want to get better at something, you can't just look at what you want to look at. You have to look at the worst parts of yourself to be better, to improve so you can be a better person over time. And that just requires a whole lot of introspectiveness and not very many people are built for that. So that is probably the reason why he, uh, he values it. Uh, I'm speaking of, that's probably the reason why he values that quote so much is because he realizes that he's got, and this actually goes into the, the Christian narrative that everything in you like paul there's a verse in the new testament where paul says in me dwelleth no good thing and the whole idea behind that is well if if you devalue your own personality to a certain degree not to where your uh, self-esteem is shattered but to where you realize that you're not all that you could be then you have room for improvement and you will improve just by that realization if you think that you're good the way you are like a lot of uh, modern day christians like to say, "Oh, I'm good the way I am." Jesus says, "Come as you are," which is a complete um, bastardization of that verse, I think. But if if you look at yourself in that light, then you'll never you'll never change. And my voice broke; that was very embarrassing. But that was the bo- the boost from Pitar. Thank you, Pitar, for su- continuing to support me every single time that you get a chance to. Every episode that comes out, you're on it, and I thank you for that. Uh, and i got one more boost it's five sats so that's literally i think one penny from a dude named uh pendulum i think and uh it just says good so thank you that's that's the whole message is one word and it says good now one more thing before i get out of this segment is i think that i may be getting more booster grams from other avenues but i'm not sure how uh, fountain would parse that information so I'm going to have to download Helipad on my uh, little Surface book and try and load that up and see if I can find all the other booths if more came in beforehand, and if they did, I'm sorry to anyone who may be listening if I haven't read it because I didn't see it, if that's the case. If not, and I only have two supporters, that's still just fine. (laughs) I'm having fun. Caleb, you having fun? Yes, I am. Cool. (laughs) Oh, I realize I never said what your name was. Your name is Caleb. And, yeah. Uh, that's my name. I go by uh, Keebub, he, him. Okay. Yeah, he, he, him. You better not pull a he, Gia.
1: him. No, well, Gia calls me Keebubs, and she's been calling me that since she was, like, two years old, so I kind of go by yeah, it Yeah, but Keebubs
0: isn't he, him. <laughs> Keebubs is... Well, I she's know. dead naming I you, though. To
1: add, I wanted... Yeah, she is. That's my sis. She, she, <laughs> she's going... She she wanted to give me a new name because I'm, I'm not going with my cisgendered name anymore. No? You know, no,
0: no I'm kidding. Look at <laughs> you, look at you. I thought you were very progressive. Uh, turns uh, out you're just I don't, okay. conservative.
1: <laughs> I'm very conservative, yes.
0: You were going to say something before I cut <laughs> you off and called you a conservative, the worst thing anyone could be.
1: Um... I think the worst thing anyone can be called is a liberal, but we can, let's not make this political. Yeah, we don't <laughs> have to. We can
0: get into that later, but we're just two plebs schlubs talking about stuff. And to make it political it would take a lot of, uh, I don't know, um, foreshadowing in the previous episode. Like,
1: It would have me to do a lot more
0: reading, yes. and
1: I'm not into that. <laughs> well, you
0: said yesterday we were talking on the phone, and we were talking about like getting this thing set up and having you get onto the show, actually. And one thing that we mentioned was that you, well, you asked me, you said, you don't know how religious I get on the podcast, but last episode, I actually got into what exactly I believe about the Bible and why I choose it to be the standard of practice for me in my life. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I, I kept it to that specifically, just why I believe the Bible to be true, because I don't wanna catch anyone off guard. Like If I have a captive audience, I go 47 minutes like we've done already on a podcast, and then in the middle I say, now that everyone's listening, let me teach you about Jesus. That's a captive audience, that's not the way to do it. If you preface it by saying, exactly. okay, this next episode is gonna be everything I can tell you about Jesus, then everyone who wants to listen will listen, and everyone who wants to refuse the love of the truth, that's fine, Like that's your own prerogative. But that's exactly. that's just the way it is. So as far as me just interjecting one or two things about, well, look, this is what Paul said in the Bible. Well, that's my standard. And mm-hmm. that's just the way that I view the world. So if you don't like it, then, I mean, either keep listening or you can tune out. That's not too big of a deal. But that's that's exactly. the whole point. Exactly. And,
1: and what it really all comes down to, like on that topic, it's like, even Jesus didn't like force anyone to follow him. He said, "This is you know your choice to choose to pick up your cross and follow me. Like I'm not forcing you to do anything. It's just he knows basically like what is best for us. So yeah, definitely. I wouldn't. I don't ever even if I talk about Christ like to, to non believers and stuff. Like I don't. I never force anything. Like anything that's forced will never last, though. You know. Like and something that I believe is like." Is the truth is everlasting. So if you're gonna, if you're going to, to uh, put yourself in a position where you're trying to force someone into what you believe, it's not the right way to go. You
0: know? No, because well, here's here's a good analogy that a preacher made that I was listening to a long time ago. He said straight up, if you if you force someone, or like let's say you you use eloquent words, not even forcing, but you use eloquent words, you use good arguments, and you try and convince someone by your own way, by your own ways, even if you pull in a little bit of scripture. I mean, that's fine. And that's actually the way to do it is you got to save them by scripture because that's the way it is. But if you try and do it by your own strength and your own mental fortitude and your own good words, someone else who's well better spoken, well more knowledgeable, and well more just what in line with that person's original thinking will be able to convince them that you were wrong and they should go back to their original thinking. And then like the Bible says, that person gets made, well, I mean, it's a bit of a misquoting of the verse but that person basically becomes two more fold a child of hell and that's the problem it has to be a belief that god works on your own heart by you accepting or at least thinking i'm going to sit down and read this bible or i'm going to sit down and receive what you have to say you work on my heart if it's something that's for me then i'll accept it if it's not well then i tried and that's kind of the way it is god will work on your heart and that's how it goes Mm
1: -hmm. and it's something like a lot of time it's like a a work in progress. I mean, it is. It always is. You know, like sometimes you go back and forth. It's it's a relationship. You know what I mean? It's more than just a religion. You know, and I like to say that a lot. Like it kind of gives me like a sense of closure, really, because coming from like a very religious background and legalistic points of view and stuff. Like now that I know Christ, like for myself, um, I'm not I'm not a Christian that's okay with everything. You know, like I know that the Bible has specific ways and teachings that a lot of people feel are just contradictory to the modern world. Um, And yeah, you know, like I, I believe that there are certain ways to look at the Bible, but there is one way that God directs us. And like, so we can either choose to lean on our own understanding, even when we read the Bible, you know, but there is, it's like, what is the specific way to look at the Bible? Because a lot of people are like, oh, this is misinterpreted. This isn't misinterpreted. I believe you can't read the Bible and actually understand it or even what like the essence of Christianity even is if you don't have Christ dwelling within you. Because uh, from personal experience, I would constantly read the Bible just to try to contradict it to, um, I don't know, like justify myself. And I think the purest thing about being a Christian is it's... It's basically, like, getting rid of your past self and becoming selfless, you know? Like, I genuinely believe, like, the whole entirety, like, if you bring it down to the core of what sin is and of what Christianity is, Christianity, uh, sin is, like, uh, the...
0: It's a transgression of torture. God's law. That's, that's basically. what it is
1: well well it's sin it it basically is it's anything that is selfish, and then anything of Christianity is selflessness. You really have to look at it that way because the way what did Christ do like he literally gave his life for us that was a selfless act um he constantly saved like women that were being accused he constantly healed people it just he he never did anything for it. Himself, but in that it glorified him. So, like, and us being children of God, like we glorify God by following Him.
0: You know? Oh, I agree completely. I I wanted to. Oh man, I wanted to to lead into that and say that if you're if you're truly following the Scripture and you found your and I like how, how you brought up the word uh, le- legalism because if people say mm-hmm. uh, I'm not religious, a lot of the times they're just trying to be. Um, I don't know, more modern or something. I'll have to think about this a little more before I make a, a generalized statement, but the idea is someone will say, well, I'm not religious. I'm I'm a Christian. I don't like religion. I like my relationship with Christ, which I un- I understand what you're saying because I put some thought into it and, I, and I'm a Christian. Exactly. But these other people who aren't Christians, they'll it, it'll sound to them like you're just two-faced, like you're just saying, well, no, 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 I have this religion, but I'm not religious. And it's like, what you really mean to say is, you're religious but you're not legalistic because that's exactly. the issue there you gotta uh, people have this this turn off to christianity which is a religion i mean call it i mean and it is religion but it's not legalism that's the that's what they're ascribing to christianity when they hear you say that is they hear you say right. this is a religion this is this is what I don't want to follow. I don't want all this legalism where it says my hair has to be this short or I have to wear a tucked in shirt to church or something that's like so many rules that are arbitrary when the Bible literally says that there is, and I got to find this verse, I got to find it because ugh, I'll have to find this before the end of the podcast. I've
1: heard, a lot, I've heard a lot of legalism and one of them, one of the biggest things that really struck out to me, at least recently, was um, I heard somebody say, God wants you to dress in a suit to church, but didn't... Jesus say, if you have two shirts, give one of them. Why would God want me to go out of my way to spend so much money on a suit when I could be wearing one shirt? You know uh, what that's I mean? such a good good like,
0: argument. I like that
1: it is it is because i I was like kind of tired of of uh getting ridiculed for wearing my best clothes if they're not a certain type of clothing that wasn't even invented in the Bible times, so there it's like. Am I, am I going towards a, uh, is this, a, is there like a fashion police going on in church? Um, is it one's set style sense of style going and dictating what people can wear in church? I guess I can see modesty, but when somebody comes into church in jeans, like people like flip out, it's like, what's the difference? Like, uh, I, like I, I worship Christ when I'm in, when I'm working, you know, and I'm in my jeans, what's the difference? And they say, well, you're coming in the house of the Lord. Well, I don't know if there's any verse
0: in the Bible. I got some thoughts on this. Give me just a second, hold on just a second. Okay, so my thought on on legalism and clothing is this. If you, if you come to church in uh, jeans and a t-shirt, it's not that it's it's the dress code that the Bible didn't prescribe. It's that it speaks to your it speaks to your commitment to sacrificing things in the name of reverence to God. And I'll say it as it with this as an, ex, as an example. If you're in the military, you have and that's actually where the suit derives from. I learned this from Jordan Peterson. The suit, the standard business suit, is a derivation of what military garb is. And the idea is you put on a suit. To prepare yourself for battle you put on a suit like for church to prepare yourself for entering into the presence of the lord now that's a it's a good mindset to be in but then it it doesn't account for every situation like what you were saying with your if the bible says if you have two shirts give one to someone else if you're coming into church with jeans and a t-shirt and you're doing it because you say i don't care i'm not really worried about how other people will perceive me that might be a, a heart and mindset that's a little bit out of line with what scripture is actually teaching versus,
1: exactly. versus,
0: I'm not going here to put on a show for other people to, to think, wow, what a great suit. This guy must be well off or wow, this guy really spiffied up. He must really want to be in the house of the Lord, which is just fine to kind of convey that, but to have that be the main focus is a different heart and mindset than, I'm in a suit because I reverent. I'm, I'm taking the time to put myself together to get into the house of the Lord, meaning, like it's it's the same thing as you know cleaning up your room. You're taking up. You're taking the time to make something beautiful. Now you're doing the same thing for your own outside uh, appearance to show the Lord is working on me, and that's why I'm going to put respect on this body that He gave me. It's a different mindset. Let me
1: tell you my view. I want to tell you my view on it. Um, So. I was told certain things like, God doesn't want you to wear this. God doesn't want you to wear that. God doesn't want you to wear sneakers in church. There's so many different things and variations legalism. and topics. Okay, legalism. Like I'm like, I would love to see a verse on this. Like Out of curiosity. It wasn't out of rebellion to the church or anything like that. I go to church. I wear a nice polo. I wear a really nice clean pair of jeans. Uh, my favorite shoes. I'm not coming in front of the Lord to make any to impress anyone. I'm not here to impress anyone. I just want you to know like when I would wear a suit to church, I would either feel really insecure because I would see people coming like people that would go to the church that I that I would go to that I'd frequently go to as a kid, they'd be wearing clothes like Hugo Boss and they'd be bragging about their it was always just a big bragging game i didn't we didn't grow up very wealthy at all so like I felt every single time I wore a suit I was competing with them you know and I never felt like that was something that should have been in church so when I moved out of the house, I started to come to church in clothes that I felt comfortable in front of God with that I felt humble in you know what I mean when I come in front of the Lord I don't want to be turning heads to people the only person that i want attention on is christ and the only one that i like i know christ is omnipresent so he has his attention on Mm -hmm. all of us but i want to have god's attention towards me not on me thinking so much about what i'm wearing like it's so it's very it's it's vain it's vain and
3: shallow is what it sounds like it's
1: it's shallow it's vain it's um what it would make me covet other people's possessions their clothing and things like that and i i got quite tired of it you know like um you're becoming a minimalist. Uh, I'm
0: going to be... Hey, quick.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a maximalist when it comes to my keep, art. But keep that thought. Keep that I... thought.
0: I'm sorry. Could you do me a favor? Uh, the mic that's hanging off your ear, could you kind of like hold it a little bit? It's really scraping against your clothing, and it's coming off as like scratchy, scratchy, scratchy. Uh-oh. Is it oh, my now? goodness, and your audio is so much better. I hope that the rest of the show doesn't turn out to be garbage. <laughs>
1: That would really
0: suck. It really it, would. It might be a little bit, but you know what? Just keep keep doing what you're doing with your audio, and then maybe it'll uh, auto-level because the app has a bunch of tricks up its sleeve. So just keep doing what you're doing. I'm holding my Do mic up. That. So this is so much cleaner. Do chill. that.
1: I should have done that since the beginning. You should have said I'm sorry.
0: I didn't want to cut you off. Um, you, you you talk a lot, and you have good thoughts. I don't want to cut you off, but go ahead continue. You were talking about uh, feeling comfortable in front of God and not coveting and uh, being a maximalist in your art, but not in other things.
1: Yeah, I just see, I have, like, a sense of style that I don't usually wear to church. But, like, when I go to church, I feel like I don't want to have to express myself much because the only thing that I'm really expressing is my heart for Christ. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen people um, wear clothing that they've created, like, their own dresses. Uh, uh, Some men have made their own T-shirts, things like that. Even our own dad, like, he makes his own clothes sometimes. And I think that's a beautiful way to express yourself. And then if you're wearing it to church, it's kind of like, like my relationship with Christ is he's my dad, you know, like, um, I want him to be proud of me. I want him to see the artwork that I make. I want him to see me and notice me. Right. But I feel like once you think so much about yourself and especially with like a legalistic point of view, you focus on what you can do. It's like, um, it starts building that, what's it called? Uh, workspace. based it's like very workspace. it's like okay i'm wearing my fancy clothes to church you know god this is like a status symbol it becomes like coming to church as part of it becomes part of like uh, a status symbol you know it's it's not really a relationship anymore it's not really that important anymore it's just about oh god look at me kind of it's like a, a pharisee ideology that i'm not going for well it's like a lifestyle you know and i yeah, no. I I'd, I'd rather I'd rather pray in my room, um go to church, do the will of Christ, um build the kingdom instead of worrying so much about what I'm wearing or how I smell like cologne-wise. There's so many other things like and that's that's like one of the smallest points of legalism. Like I've heard that women who wear pants go to hell. Like that what? Well,
0: it's obvious, isn't it? It's written in the Bible. I'm Where? joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs>
1: You know, and what's to say, and I've also heard, like, I feel like, and I don't want to bash on anyone or anything, but I feel like European culture, especially in the Christian community, uh, not even just Europeans, like, a lot of different cultures that aren't American, you know, Eastern European and all different types of uh, cultures believe, like, a woman's head has to be covered, and I, I believe that too, but what about, like, Christians in America, women, like, I've heard God doesn't hear their prayers oh, and yeah, things like nonsense. that, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would we have to do something in order for God to hear us? Yeah, that's us? nonsense.
0: Well, there's like there's a verse in the Bible that says that if a uh, shoot, I gotta I gotta find these man. I can't just say them. I have to memorize some of these. I gotta do better. But it basically says that if a man has um, what is it? Uh, like if he's not on the right level with his wife, then his prayers will not be heard. If He's not on the that makes but sense. that that's actually something that makes sense because if your heart isn't in the right place Because you've caused your wife to be in a lower spot and you two are one you're neglecting your other yeah. half So why would your why would your holy father who's doing everything he can to listen to you? It's it's the same as having two kids if your two kids are arguing and one comes to you and says dad I want something, but you just like ruin your brother's day Why would I give you any time of day until you make it right with that kid like it's almost the same thing
1: exactly exactly that makes so much sense yeah that does make sense I feel that um, but I just with feel head like coverings is different where that with the head coverings where that comes from it's definitely a traditional
0: well in in the Bible when it talks about head coverings it talks it literally says and I think there is a clear distinction here other people have tried to challenge me on this but when you get to the literal black and white like everyone likes to say let's get black and white and only read what's there no interjections in in the Bible study text. It's called uh, insegesis. There's no reading into the text. You only do exegesis and read what's there. So if you only read what's there, and the Bible says the woman's hair was given to her for a covering, I know. Well, then Dave,
1: me and David were then
0: people that, get and... into this argument and say, well, then a man's hair. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's it's clear. It says a woman's hair. Now, if you want to get into length, let's go into Revelation where it talks about this. There's a clear distinction here between a man and woman's hair. It says. That and this is just a, a an an obscure passage that I'm using, but the yes one second I'm I'm still okay 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 I'll be yes I'll be there right there okay I'm gonna have to take three three minutes in just a second uh but until then let me get this last point out if you have it, there's a there's a there's a verse in revelation that talks about what's going to happen in the end of days and it talks about locusts coming up out of the pit that's one of the plagues that'll be poured out by jesus mm-hmm. those locusts it says will have the faces of men and hair of women now get as whatever as you want about that being like woo, 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 or, oh it symbolizes something i think it's as literal as it can be unless it says these Me locusts too. are something else and what's so hard to believe about well We can believe that there's other supernatural alien beings in the world and they have different weird body shapes what's so hard to believe about a a a supernatural occurrence which is already supernatural being these vials of wrath being poured down what's so hard to believe about it being another supernatural experience of a locust that has the face of a man and it says hair of women Mm. and if you think in your mind woman's hair the first thing that comes to your mind is something extra long and flowy first thing that comes into your mind. Maybe you'll think of braids or something, but length has something to do with it.
1: <laughs> braids with like yes. flowers and yes. a little
0: tiara. <laughs> okay, give me just a second. I'm going to actually put pause and let everybody know I'm putting pause on this. Caleb, go ahead and just sing a song until I come back or something. Okay, okay. 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 give me a second. Okay, I'm back. Uh, before I uh, continue anything else, here's this. <sighs> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's. What did you open? It's a ghost drink. You know the Sour Patch Kids ones? Oh, is it this? Which one it's is It's the, the red brown one. Or the I pink had one? the red. I, ha- I don't like uh, the pink one. I don't like Bubblicious flavors. Yeah.
1: I have never tried those before, but I feel like I should go
0: get one They're sometime. powerful. I mean, as far as like flavor. I'm not sure about energy, but maybe I have a tolerance. I'm not sure.
1: It's kind of like drinking Sour Patch Kids. Yes.
0: Yeah, it is exactly like that. Okay. Okay. To round the thing out because you gotta go soon uh, I want to play one more clip Yes sir By uh, Mike Tyson So listen to this <laughs> Mike Tyson uh, it just his, his lisp is hilarious but he's just a gem of a human being Listen to this There's a cuss word so if you're squeamish about that Sorry but listen
2: the best three years of my life in prison Wow Yeah. That's, that's interesting for you to say that bro Because you had millions I have peace though over the $30 million for one fight, Jay-Z's lying. Hey, hey listen, can I tell you something? That doesn't mean nothing when you don't have your peace, your stability, and your balance. You don't give for fuck. We don't even want it. You want to give it to somebody else. Yeah. You need your sanity to, cont- to dictate any part of life. Because, you know, God, I always tell people, God punish you by giving you everything you want. See if you can handle it. I had the best three years of my life. I
1: will clip that stupid wow that was so deep i'm like crying in my closet right now
0: i'm not about (laughs) backing music i actually thought i had the right clip where i um cut out the background music because i listened to the full podcast after i listened to that little
1: i liked the background music part it kind of made it like it gave like a A different vibe yeah a little vibe to it and i uh, oh my gosh god punishes you by giving you everything see if you can handle it
0: yep Dude, I, isn't that great? That's like a motivational quote of the day. Mike Tyson is a king without knowing it. I know. it. He sounds just like,
1: I don't know if you've met Michael's dad, but he sounds just like Michael's dad. I haven't. He sounds like a, he sounds like a Texan with
0: <laughs> the lip. You have to watch the whole episode. I'll send you a link to it. It's like two and a half hours, maybe three hours long, but there's just little nuggets of greatness in there. I clipped so much more, but I haven't loaded it because we were just like, let's get this podcast going. We both got stuff to do today. I think I might need to pick a better day than Friday to do this, but then again, when else? You know, like every other day. I feel like
1: I'm free like every day, so just hit me. And then I'll just do Fridays,
0: <laughs> and I'm gonna try and shoot for three thirty every Friday. But I mean, my time. Okay. So your time, it would be four, right?
1: if yeah, it'd be four thirty because I'm like literally an hour. Yeah.
0: Ahead. So I'm gonna try three uh, thirty my time every day uh, or every Friday. I'm gonna try for, um, but. It's it's kind it's kind of inconsistent. Sometimes if I don't have something, I'll just record something in the past and then just upload it. If I can't do anything, or if you can't make it, or if other people can't make it, but um, as far as a regular thing, if you can make it work, then I'm gonna do my best too as well.
1: Nice. Okay. Sweet. Well, I gotta go. I have to buy some. I was gonna get some chicken boobs, some chicken breasts, <laughs> and I was gonna marinate them in may ploy with. Uh, chipotle herb something. I don't know. I got like tons of different spices. I think my favorite thing to marinate meat with right now is the pink Himalayan garlic salt. Okay, I haven't seen the garlic oh.
0: salt pink Himalayan. I've seen regular but not garlic salt.
1: Yeah, so like they, they mixed it and it's actually so amazing. But yeah, so like that's what I'm going to do. I guess I it's like a men's BBQ, I guess. <laughs> nice. Um Iron sharpening iron basically uh. and I have to bring a pocket knife and I was like I don't have a pocket knife on me, actually. Um, I don't feel like buying one. So I'll just bring like a butter knife or something, see if that Bro, works. Bro,
0: that's, that's if we're talking about which <laughs> knife is a representative of a person, I don't think a butter knife should be what's representing you.
1: Iron sharpens
0: iron. Yeah, but I don't know if a butter knife can be sharpened like that. <laughs>
1: I don't think so either. I'm joking. Can. I've,
0: seen, I've seen paper be sharpened to be able to cut paper. It's crazy.
1: Oh, there's really? some dude
0: on YouTube who sharpens anything literally made uh, a knife out of jelly You're Obviously kidding. he froze it but even then he sharpened it to a different point where it was like It was it was sharp enough to cut through like apples and tomatoes and all sorts of stuff
3: okay, but
1: that's like I gotta sh- I
0: gotta show you I'll, I'll probably you know, what? I'll just show you you can send me the link, I'll send after, you a link this. after this Okay, once you get out, I'm gonna get out at a certain point too um i'll send you a link to this episode too i'll just share the file with you and then at the end of uh one hour and 10 minutes listen to the end of show song or one hour and maybe 12 or 15 there's going to be an end of show song that you haven't heard yet and i'm going to let you listen to it it's pretty it's pretty great
1: exciting okay well i'm glad that i got to be on this podcast and hopefully more to come i'll talk to you later, you later bro
0: Oh, he's not gone yet. He's not gone yet. I can't talk s- crap yet.
1: I'm still on here. <laughs> Just swipe out of off? the F. <laughs> I feel like an old man. Let me try this again.
0: There he is. He's gone. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Can I close this yet? Uh, kind of, sort of, kind of. All right. Nice. Uh, I didn't get to get into a whole bunch of other topics I wanted to talk to him about, but then again, we, this is a, a very long, very interesting conversation, and I haven't even... Uh, I haven't even really gone into much yet. It's all just been, man. I, I like having two people because it keeps the conversations going, keeps them interesting and it's two brains working. Hey, back. How'd you get back, dog?
1: <laughs> Second, <brain> I know <laughs>
0: when you show up, so I'll know when to stop talking crap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see that creepy picture of that guy dude on
0: <laughs> i send me okay. that picture and i'll make that like the chapter art for every time you talk
1: oh my god that'd please. be so
0: much work i don't know if i'm going to that'd be so much work
1: <laughs> yeah that would be so much work okay hey i hope you have a great day right, bye, bye. Bro.
0: okay so there's uh when we were talking about the outfits i wanted to play this clip so that this little iso this little ditty that i found it's just it it's hilarious listen
2: what is drip
0: it's dr. Phil asking a young black guy what is drip because drip is your outfit essentially and it's just hilarious we're talking about outfits in church and if I just slipped that in in the middle of his super serious conversation
2: what is drip
0: that would have been top-notch anyway I have some clips but I'm gonna I'm gonna save those for next show because I need to actually bring those into next show so we can have more things to talk about because that th- this was, to me, it was valuable. I like this one. If you found value in this episode, in this podcast in general, if you think that this is something that you uh, want to support in the future to see more episodes come through, if you want to, it's not like it's ever going to go anywhere because to be honest, this is what I enjoy doing. It'd be nice to get some support though if you guys find value, meaning time, talents, or treasure. Doesn't have to be money. Doesn't have to be a boostagram, although I appreciate them because it brings in uh, interactions it brings in some finances it lets me know that you actually do value something that I'm doing here but if you guys feel like you want to uh, support the show by throwing in some time by uh, maybe helping me with chapter art I'll send you something I'll uh, well I'll find some way to make the chapter art thing work I need to get with the dudes at rss.com to figure out uh, that whole thing but yeah s- send me topics uh, go to the website it- it'll be linked in the show notes uh, Send in a voicemail. You'll get it played on the podcast if you want to send in a message. If you got some kind of uh, grouse with anything that I've said or my brother said this episode, send in a uh, a voicemail that just has your best attempt at uh, disputing what we have to say. Because I I'd really like to hear it. If uh, if there's pushback, no problems here. I, I like that. But um, yeah, I I'm gonna let this one go. This is uh this is the end of it. I have a little bit of editing to do on this. Not much, but just a little bit. So. Yeah, thank you to anyone who's listening live, my no my no agenda social people, anyone who clicked the link or saw it and just decided to stop in and listen in. Thank you for listening just cuz it's it's great. If you uh if you want to reach out to me, you know who I am because you've uh you've seen the post and you could just you know reply to the post or anything say whatever you want. If you don't, then you know either way, thanks for stopping by. This is what I like to do. This is how I enjoy to do things and I I hope everyone else got some value out of it. I'm going to let this go by uh, just playing the end of show, end of show song. And i uh, quick little ISO at the end after the five stars. I'll let it end with that. So with that, I'll let you guys go. Peace.
2: Everybody's going to cut himself a nice fat slice. You forgot one detail, Mr. Big Shot. You forgot me, the prize Stooge of the world. Run a minute, young man. Hold on, that's rather big talk through deciding anything get off that righteous horse of yours and come to your senses you're the fake we believe in what we're doing you're the one that was paid the 30 pieces of silver have you forgotten that well i haven't you're the big hero that's supposed to jump off tall buildings and things you sit there back at your big cigars and think of deliberately killing an idea that's made millions of people a little bit happier An idea that's brought thousands of them here from all over the country by bus and by freight and jalopies and on foot so they could pass on to each other their own simple little experiences. Why, look. I'm just a mug and I know it. But I'm beginning to understand a lot of things. Why, your type's as old as history. If you can't lay your dirty fingers on a decent idea and twist it and squeeze it and stuff it into your own pocket, you slap it down. Like dogs, if you can't eat something, you bury it. Why, this is the one worthwhile thing that's come along People are finally finding out that the guy next door isn't a bad egg A thing like that's got a chance of spreading Till it touches every last doggone human being in the world And you talk about, about killing it Why, when this fire dies down, what's going to be left? More misery, more hunger, and more hate And what's to prevent that from starting all over again? Nobody knows the answer to that one, and certainly not you with those slimy, bullocked up theories you got. Sit back there on your fat hulks and tell me you'll kill it if you can't use it. Well, you go ahead and try. You couldn't do it in a million years with all your radio stations and all your power, because it's bigger than whether I'm a fake, it's bigger than your ambitions, and it's bigger than all the bracelets and fur coats in the world. You bet it is, John. And that's exactly what I'm going down there to tell those people. <laughs> You know I'm a bad boy <laughs> Don't let me start talking <laughs> I'm the loser <laughs> You hear me <laughs> Because I will bring a light called truth fruit Your skinny butts, and your wickedness, and your dark shadow. You hear me? <laughs> but it still ain't gonna stop me from getting you. I'm coming for you
1: nonetheless.
3: Should my podcast give me five stars? No. No,
1: wrong.